This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. This unfamiliar voice is Dale. I'm back. It's been a wonderful six weeks, eight weeks away from this place. Feels like forever. It does feel like a very long time. I wish it was. Anyway, um, how are you guys? I've, I've missed you guys. Have yeah, you? Yeah, I have. I missed nice. you blokes. That's nice. No, I, you I know, appreciate that. I miss the banter. Don't miss the rugby league. No. Mainly no, he's a dragon. My, my team's a fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm your, glad second, I'm your second team's going all right though. They they played very well on the weekend. Yep. I was there to watch with uh, with Mesut Ozil. Good, oh, uh, you caught up with Dave. I did. Good job. We're already off the rails. <laughs> we're thirty seconds in, and we're off the rails. Sales back. We're away Just from the run. Respect sheet. the order of the games. Negative. Order. Negative. <laughs> The order in which okay, the games Canberra are played. Is first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're starting alphabetically. They still wouldn't be first because Brisbane still played a home. Bloody, <laughs> still the bloody Broncos game first. But, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be back. I, I didn't bring you guys anything mainly because I struggled to fit all of my own shit also in my own bag. That's not worth fair. it as well. Yeah, oh, I'm I mean, drawing a line in the sand now. You're like, you know what? I've had enough of you too. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I'm glad that I'm glad that we've all come to that. No, conclusion. you bought me a beanie when you went to America. I'm still very grateful for I that. I did, and I bought you a hat. Yep. If I, yeah, bought you a hat. That's, yep, that's. Yep. Anyway, enough about my sick, sad life. Um, the only thing we've ever got from this podcast are from each other. <laughs> what about the dozens of chocolate. listeners that have sent us chocolate? I'm negging them, Bunk Garden. Oh. <laughs> I was about to ask for more chocolate. Yeah, Ryan's please. Rovers, though. Great man. He's, send us more. Good boy. Everyone else, you, you lost karma by this point. Chocolates <laughs> for two years ago don't count. Was, uh, was Ryan's <laughs> Rovers at the uh, footy on the weekend? He's a Wellington resident. Ah, uh, yes, isn't he? he was there, and he got to see the Warriors grind a win out. Let's skip to that game. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we'll we'll kick it off, so to speak. Uh, Broncos twenty-eight, Canterbury Bankstown six at Lang Park on Thursday evening. Yeah, uh, Broncos are back. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Darius Boyd's back, but I'm not going to not say that. And by that, <laughs> I mean ne- Darius Boyd's back. Are you nagging Darius Boyd? <laughs> he's not back. He's he's uh he's not back. But uh, it was it was nice for the first time all year to have like the only win I felt comfortable. We're in like with like half an hour to go. I'm like, oh, this is over. This is nice. So that was good. Well, that's good. That was good. Uh, I mean, we didn't learn anything we didn't already know. You know? No, I suppose not. I hey. love that people still manage to get angry about the penalty try being given. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that will just get angry every time a penalty try is given. Forever. Because it was different to the rule, how it was ruled 30 years ago. And that's just not good enough. I, I mean, we may as well talk about that. We've always, we've been saying this in this podcast for like four years. We're always about like, Taking an opportunity away is a penalty try. Yes. To me, it's not always about taking 100% of a try away. And in that situation, they probably... Corey Oates might have dropped it if they didn't let him just go, but that's because he's Corey Oates. But they're not ruling on that likelihood. They're ruling on he took... They, they stole that try screen opportunity, probably scores, and that's it. Stop rewarding negative play in defense. It's about time. And what is it? The eighth penalty try of the year. We're getting there. That's cr- that seems crazy to me that eight, eight penalty tries in a season... And I I feel like that's a significant uptick. It is. I haven't looked it up, but it might be, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it was like eight penalty tries this year and then like for a few years there, like eight <laughs> combined. Yeah, from like 2010 to 2016. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the same as like the same. I was going to say, it started to trickle in the last couple of seasons, but I felt like we went for a very long time there where they just weren't any. We probably yeah. had whole seasons with that one, to be honest. So I'm, I'm glad that's happening. But yeah, um, Bulldogs, I mean, there's not a lot to be happy about at this point. Um, I mean, it's so, as, as always, you're looking for signs. That's it. You're only looking for small things. Yeah. And yeah, they Brandon Wakeham had a, had a pretty solid game. He's been dropped back to reserve grade this week, but you know he's a 19 year old getting his chance, and he, he looked alright again. Uh, Michael Leisha is still just a disaster of a rugby league player. I mean, 
He's having a, I mean, we've all been to this. Had over a hundred games, and he still can't bloody pass. Like one of the passes he's doing this game, the one that hit Alex Glenn in the body, it's like it was two meters behind the guy running the line, and then three meters in front of you, the guys out the back. Mm. Where were you passing that ball? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I mean, bright spots: Wakem, as you said, DWZ, Hopewadi. It's probably about it. Yeah. Uh, for the Broncos, they're moving moving him off the edge, but Pangai now for his career is 11 of 14 wins on the edge. He looks great. Two losses, one draw. And I know you think it's coincidental, but the rest of his career is pretty much 50-50% of win-loss ratio. He just impacts the team and the game so ma- in so many ways on that edge. Offlo- like, he seems to be able to stand in a tackle for like 30 seconds and offload when he wants to. Yeah. And he's now leading the competition in offloads too, but he's gone back to lock this week. And James Cigarro has yet to experience a loss off the bench for the Broncos, but... That just goes along in hand with you think when he comes on, the team automatically looks better. But I don't know how long his position's safe in first grade either. But, uh, you know, you, we know those guys are already good. We, we experienced Fafita back in, back in the starting side, and he was exceptional. I love how he runs with the ball in two hands and, uh, you know, has his goose step when he goes to the line. He's always got late footwork, and he looks likely any time he carries the ball. So it's going to be unfortunate when he returns back to the bench soon. But uh, it's... It's certainly, you know, bright features for Brisbane in the forward pack, but there's still so many questions to be answered outside of that. Like, you know, Haas, Lodge, uh, Fafita, Pangai, Flegler, Carrigan is a really nice base. But they still don't know who the halves are. The back line is as good as it should be. And they don't know what they're doing with Anthony Milford. So, interesting few weeks coming up. I don't know. Like they, We've been through this. You've been picking us to make the finals since, what, like... Look... The takes this podcast has fired out this year have been all been brilliant across the board. We're Wait, not, we're, we're we're every season. year, but <laughs> this year we have been. And so I'm sticking with that and I'm still pretty confident of it. Yeah, so I think you'll get bounced by 40 when you have to go away from Suncorp in the first week of the finals, but that's another that's well, another story altogether. Playing at the outside, I think I've talked to Brockmore's fans about that. It doesn't matter. Make the finals, we're going to get smashed in round one anyway, but we're way to the Titans this week. Like, could I see you finishing eighth, going to Bruce Stadium in week one and losing by 30? Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're going away to the Titans this week. Uh, Pangai's back to lock but it's just like this. they were okay this week they've improved throughout the season but you still don't know what's coming and there's still too much reliance on the young forwards to create anything but uh, they're as good a shot as many to, to make the finals they have got the good Storm shot as many. they do have the Storm uh, Cowboys is obviously a rivalry game and I think we've got the Bunnies as well on the run home so it's it's a tough ask but if you want to make the finals you've got to beat those some of those teams don't you well there's there's what there's 13 teams in the race to make the finals at this stage. You you really have to say. Yep. I mean, the cow. You go all the way down to the Cowboys. They're they're in 13th on 16 points. They're in the race. Yeah. They're still only one win behind the Knights, which seems absolutely bonkers considering how poor they seemingly have played. Yeah, 100. percent But uh, yeah, the Broncos do cop. They do go to sorry Gold Coast this week. Then they host the Storm, but you don't want to play the Storm at Suncorp anyway. Mm. Uh, then they ho- go up to North Queensland. Uh, they host. The Panthers host Parramatta, sorry, host South, sorry, then host Parramatta, and then they're away to the sorry, uh, away to the Bulldogs. That's quite a tough run. That's a it tough is. draw, um, apart from possibly the last two weeks. Yeah, mm. and uh, so you know, but if you again want to make the finals, you should yeah. be beating two of those forward in terms of Storm, South, yeah. uh, Eels, and Panthers. Yeah, and and as you say, you know, you you're going to come up against one of them. In the anyway. finals, mm. you kind of got to put or a marker on them. All of them, dare I say. All of them. Mm. <laughs> We're running out of win the cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be optimal. Anyway, moving on. Uh, New Zealand Warriors, 19. Cronulla Sutherland, 18. Someone at, actually kicked the drop goal. At, uh, at Wellington Stadium. Good to see the, the cake tin getting a run. on uh, Appropriate, the cake tin in uh, Paul Gallen's record-breaking. Yeah. Uh, so, this 
Sorry, the Sharks lost another game scoring more tries than opposition. This time they did kick perfectly from the boot. But, um, yeah, they scored three tries to two and lost. But they were disastrous from this game. They got 18 points, but they didn't have a single tackle in the uh, Warriors' 20 to, like, the 78th minute. That's so bizarre. Like, the, one of the talking points out of this was, like, Andrew Fafita being big and strong. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's great. But, like, if you can't get down the other end of the field, you can't win. Yeah. Oh, mate, they, they were they were diabolical. Their fifth tackle options were disgusting. They didn't really want to get out of their end at all with their completions. There were some, there were some terrible penalties. And the thing is, the Warriors were almost as bad as them. Mm. The Warriors were terrible. They had field position the whole day. They made 600, 600 700 more meters than, than, um, than the Sharks. They had 10 more sets completed than them. Like They had so much more ball, pretty much 10 more sets in them. They're all down the other end of the field the whole game and couldn't do anything. Like, I mean, if it wasn't for that Andrew Fafita stupidity on Lachlan Burr, they'd probably lose that game. I mean, that's also one of the dumbest penalties you'll ever see. <laughs> you know, coming back on the field, you're supposed to come back on, you and Woods, and you know, be the leaders and get this team back into the field position battle to shoot out of the line and smash Lachlan Burr off the ball as a decoy to make up for something that happened early in the game, up by two in front of the post. Like, there's not many stupid penalties you'll ever see. And he deserved this sim. He probably deserves more than the one week ban he's getting, but... um. Yeah, they, they did that. Obviously, the Warriors took the two. And then, what a shock. Blake Green took the shot at field goal, and they bloody kicked it. Harris Savita had the first shot, and it ended up like... It was almost like that uh, th- uh, Jonathan Thurston one last year when it hit the crossbar and sat dead before the dead ball line. Yeah. If a single Warrior had any remote interest in chasing this, they'd probably score. Mm. But they didn't. <laughs> but uh, Blake Green did nail one. What a shock that it, when it wasn't Harris Savita or Cody Nicaragua, they actually looked like they could kick a field goal. Well, also a bloke who's not trying to write headlines by kicking field goals against his old team. Right? Who He admitted that, by the way. Yeah, I did see that. Which is, um, which that's, is funny. That's probably one of the dumbest admissions this year. It is so nah, selfish. I don't mind it. Good on him for at least admitting it. Everyone yeah, knew he fair. Was doing it. Maybe yeah. don't do it in the first place, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's that's worse, <laughs> but yeah. fine. We had the Blake Asher return, mate. He's, he's back again. Uh, two of us are checked out. It's like this team is now, it feels like when Tedesco is at the Tigers. It's like, yeah. throw the ball at you and please do something. Because when it used to be Sean Johnson, throw it at Sean and do something. It's a bit easier from the halfback position to kind of create when you're on the edge or whatever. Yeah. Mm. But they'll just throw it to two of us, check behind the rock and be like, well, go on then. <laughs> they kind of like just get out of the way. We don't, well, we don't want an obstruction penalty, so we'll, yeah. all, we'll pass you the ball and everyone will run behind 600 you. 600 metres over his last two games? Yeah, that's, like, go, that's yeah, not bad. It's like, go on, yeah. mate, just do something. And it, the, the weird thing about this shark side is like, you know, again, they have been losing games, but like on paper, they're still a re- pretty good team, which is funny. Like mm. they have one of the best in, ter- in strike rates in terms of scoring tries. Opposition twenty, they they right edge has scored the most points in the competition, and defensively in their own twenty, they're really good as well. Like they're good in a lot of key areas, but it's definitely the one that bloody matters, which is you know the wins and losses. He he literally ran like one of six of their meters. Yeah, like ridiculous. 16, 17% of, his, of their meters were from just him. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, as you say, absolutely ridiculous. It is. And, and it, it is funny, like Sean Johnson, he's had the best attacking edge in the comp like pretty much every every year the last four years. And he's gone to the Sharks, barely played, and they still have the best attacking right edge. It's just something about Sean. But, uh, but yeah, just the Sharks team, they're now losing for feeder for a week. I feel like the flannel has worn off and the John Morris is taking over and we've seen the results dwindle with that. I mean... Fafita is always someone who's obviously been hard to manage and it feels like he's doing even more stupid stuff on the field than ever and he's playing less minutes too. So mm. they're, they're definitely, they're, I think Flanagan's going to be a bigger loss than some people anticipated and you know you might understand why the club put up with um, 
his antics for so long considering the results he was getting. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is going to be interesting. As you say, one of the one of the big things about managing a, a top-flight sporting team of any kind of ilk is uh, is managing personalities. So if John Morris uh, can't do that, then that'll be uh Yeah, and that's the thing. They're only, one point, they're, sorry, they're only two points outside of the eight, but they sh- they really should be in that eight. They've got a negative nine, four and against, which is hilarious considering there's teams like negative 54 and against in the top, in the top eight. <laughs> but like, they just really should be up there. Oh, well. I like that you said teams when it's very clearly just one team in Penrith. Penrith. <laughs> the Grimes. Uh, alrighty, speaking of Penrith. Penrith 40, St. George Illawarra 18. Oh, buddy. Uh, at <laughs> Panther Stadium on Friday night. So, nice first game back for you to take in. I didn't take in much of it, I'll be honest. <laughs> Mate, there was good 20 minutes of Juicy Lucci in there, though, i tell you that much. It was good. It was good to watch somebody try. Um, yeah. This, yeah, look. Um, yeah, no good. Um, but it, it was kind of... Uh, it felt a lot like um, Penrith last year when they would come in and play like 25 minutes of rugby league at the end of games where they were behind by like 30 and they had to win. And, yeah. you know, they were coming up against teams who actually gave a shit. Um, and they last, you know, Friday played played the Dragons who who don't. Yeah. Um, um, and thus were al- allowed to score. What did they score? They scored like... 40 to 18. For, yeah, 40 to 18. But they scored in the second half, they scored four tries in 20 minutes. Like yeah. that's not good enough. Yeah, but like, Brian Tuo, look, that's got it's got to cost him at some point. But I'm all for the jumping in the air for every finish. Yeah. Like, yeah. The ball was on the ground and he leaped to put his hand down on it. Would like, you okay, say champ. you're a part of the B2 movement? No, me too. But B2 will do, yeah. <laughs> As I, I did say, he's going to be a great signing for the 2023 Titans. Mm. Brian Tuo. It's going to be huge, huge get for them by then. But about that, isn't it funny though, there's small things, just the the changes like Brent Naden and Brian Tuo have kind of made to this team in terms of out wide. You wouldn't think Brent Naden was going to come in and add strike to their back line, but he's been fantastic. And yeah, Brian Tuo has looked pretty good as well. But, the mate, the Dragons have 43,000 issues, and you're hitting, hearing all the hottest takes this week. I've even heard I heard one Phil Gould saying the place is to drive too far to the games okay. and inventing that some of the players live in Nowra. I'll tell you that much. None of them live in bloody Nowra. <laughs> you don't make $500,000 a year to live in bloody Nowra. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. What if you're a really big... Oh, that's Kayama. Never mind. No, exactly. My joke's real. What are you gonna say? I was going to say, what if you're a really big blowhole enthusiast? But then I was like, that's Kayama. But you're still not picking... But, mate, i tell you what, like... Big fan of jails. Oh, live in, okay. Live in South okay, good, good. Ben Hunt has always had one of the most interesting media narratives around him. But being his fault when he wasn't on the field is special. It's weird yeah. that he's like every other player... Really, honestly, sincerely, almost every other NRL player gets excuse after excuse made for them, no matter how badly they play. He, he, he seems yeah. to be the one guy they just fucking hate. Yeah, he got, he got I can't no. Think except of for in the, like this. except for when he was bad in the final last year, then it wasn't his fault. But now it's like in this in this particular game, he didn't play, and the, half the coverage is about oh Ben Hunt choosing to rest like it was his choice. <laughs> it's like please. It's just like you look at all these other tech and I know they were fighting for the finals and they probably should have played him but he's this great thing that the club know about Ben Hunt that we don't. They have all of his data. Yep. They know all of the, the miles on his clock. They know yeah. what he's done at training all year. They know what he's done in origin. They know the difficulty of like it's one thing to play 80 minutes at halfback every week. To go play 80 minutes at hooker for three origin games you never he never done that. Mm. You know, it's like it's they know all this that we don't know. And in their in their dire situation of needing a win, they still rested him. They knew something we didn't. Okay, but still, the, all the takes are coming out. Ben Hunt's a coward. Or how did the other million dollar man rest? Meanwhile, the Storm rests half their team and still smoke the Titans, and nobody cares that Cam Munster's resting. Mm. But they're like, mate, miss me. 
Ben Hunt, like it's not, it's a non-story. It's like they, yeah, it's a, maybe it's on the coaching side. It's not Ben Hunt's fault. Like yeah. just last year, the same squad was getting bashed for when they, t- when the coach asked them if they want to be rested, they all said no. Come finals, everyone's bashing them for not taking the rest. Mm. There was the, there was a thing with it. Uh, Lisa Armour flew back from from Denver and turned up to training. I think they had a Saturday game. Yeah. Right? It's a, there's, it's a later weekend game. Turned up to training after the test on on Thursday. Hadn't slept on the flight. Came back and told Mary, "I want to play." And he like l- literally shouldn't have driven to the ga- to the ground. Yeah. And that he said, "No, go and rest. Go and get some sleep. Get over your jet lag. We won't play you this week. Go and rest. Come back next week." Like these people. Th- if if Hunt's excused himself and said, maybe I should take a week off so potentially we can, you know, maybe win some games later in the year, like I can cop that. But the club are in the situation where they can say, well, actually, maybe you shouldn't rest. We don't think that you've done enough if if he's obviously not played Origin. But then, or they just back him and say, yeah, maybe you should. You the know club your body. Know more than us, so that's what's stupid about it. They yeah. know about his workloads. That's yeah. what's stupid with these kind of things. They know they've been through this. And it's like, I know Mary's made bad decisions all, all you know, across this whole season. But do you really think Ben Hunt was changing that game anyway? Yeah. Did he change the game last week when they risked him? No, he didn't. It's like maybe you know maybe the club could have even accepted we're not making finals this year, but let's not run our million dollar asset into the ground. Mm. You know, let's not risk him. Whatever. But it's just ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous. There is things I think the Dragons are handled poorly this year. Like for example, I'm not saying so irrelevant of the Jack DeBell and stuff, what he did or didn't do. I think the club handled it poorly when they acted like they expected him to come back. Yeah. You know, there Agreed. was missions this year where Mary mentioned, oh, Jack's, uh, Jack failing his legal appeals hurt the team. Mm. And it's like, you know what? You should probably shouldn't have put any any weight in the fact he was going to get off this year. You should have just said he wasn't in part of the team this year. That's it. And whatever else was gravy. They shouldn't have got, like, like they shouldn't have signed up for that ride in terms of the football department of that team. The club yeah. is with him, but the rest of the team should have let it go. That They got that wrong. They've got some of the backline shuffling wrong. They do, but, like, the Ben Hunt resting, like, turn it up. Yeah, that's the least of their worries. It it does seem to me like watching them this week was a little bit like watching the Titans for the last two yeah. months with all the <laughs> not playing for each other. Kind of, they've won kind of a stuff. lot of games in a row, by the way. They have. Yeah, it's weird. They get the. We said this last week. How do they get this weird run where they play like the form situation? Like, how are they playing the Dragons this week? The Titans last week when they're trying to get their 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 coach punted. And then before that, they they played. They actually did okay against the Warriors. To be fair, they beat South. They did. Mm. Beat South in the with all your cattle out. Yeah, like they have the weird little run. But anyway, they were this. This was where they actually were good in this game, though. Um, I did find it funny though. Is it not like the Penrith fans, fans' dream to win by forty, but still find a referee thing to get mad about? Yes. Yeah. Um. What are What are we? What are we, What are our takes on oh, the? No, I thought it was a penalty. Um. Well, you see, I know like people are going on about his right arm wrapping. The rule is not about wrap one arm. Then he can shoulder charge all day then if you have one arm out and wrap. Yeah. It's about wrap both arms. And yeah. if uh, the TV angle, you can see his right arm wrapping. Go back and watch it a couple times. You'll see his left arm is tucked He's in. tucked into his chest. It's tucked in. It may not be cocked, but it's still tucked in. Mm. And he led with the shoulder, contact with the shoulder. The rule book says leading with the shoulder and not wrapping with both arms. And that's exactly what he did. Mm. And he might get off his judiciary suspension. I actually think he'll get off. But... It doesn't mean he didn't deserve a charge. Like the thing is, like people ask you what that means. It's like there's three separate departments that this goes through. The referees are on their own. The Matsuru committee is independent. The judiciary is independent. You know, there's if all three of us got different opinions on it, just like they'd have three different opinions. Just because he gets off judiciary doesn't doesn't mean the other two things were wrong. Mm. It just means the that's just how humans work. There's humans in this process. Yeah, what, I'm what, not sure if he was deserved the sim bin. 
And I'm actually more of the thinking, if you got Simbind and then it charges one game, well, the, that was just, the Simbind was it. Yeah. Potentially, but I think I'm fine with how it's gone so far. I mean, they won by 30. Mm. Mm. What What was your take on the uh, on the Dufty shoulder charge, speaking of? Oh. Penalty try? Probably. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I'm, I'm, I was surprised it wasn't one, just considering how they've gone this year. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean... Anything to get Dufty out of that dragon side. Is yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to take it. that angle, but I, I don't <laughs> necessarily disagree. All righty, moving on. Yep. Eastern Suburbs 48, Newcastle 10 at the SCG on Saturday afternoon. This took a turn quickly, didn't it? Uh, it yeah. Good, it was a good, good, fun game. Rooster scored some sick tries. Yeah, some some sick tries. Some, some not great tries also. Mm. Well, it just seems like, and you said this to me earlier today, is that once the Knights know they're going to lose, it doesn't seem to... They just don't bother trying anymore. They, I mean, don't, they don't seem to be bothered by whether they lose by 10 or by, in this case, 38. Well, Connor Watson admitted after the game they gave up. And yeah. it's like, there's still too much of a gap between their best and their worst. And Brown admitted again on the weekend at this point. To well, be I can tell team. you why that is, though. Why is that? Wayne Bennett. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it still is. The, yeah, the people who threw their scrapbook out after the few wins in a row were like, shit, where's my Wayne Bennett blame book? What are my notes? <laughs> Well, the real book of feuds. Yeah, it's his fault. That definitely his fault. They put uh, or, origin clauses in Daniel Safedi's contract and all oh, that jazz too. Right. That's Why do teams put rep clauses in contracts? Well, they probably never thought Daniel Safedi would play. Origin. I understand <laughs> that, but regardless, it's just so irresponsible. Like you leave yourself open to being in a situation that they now find themselves in, where they have to they let do. good players leave because they can't yeah. afford to keep them. This this reminds me of Sydney FC and Babo. Remember, oh. had to score twenty five goals in a season, <laughs> and they'd renew his contract, and then he scored twenty seven and got the shits and left. Mm. <laughs> got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. But yeah, this um, the Knights were in this like they turned up for the first thirty odd minutes. It's a good game for the right. first hour. Mm. Well, not sorry, first fifty minutes, and then yeah. Yeah. and it was kind of like that that you know that um. Was it the not the trail try the corner try like broke their back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Takiyo went over easily. Radley went over easily, and this all the tries from there, the Roosters just had their way. Yeah. Uh, the the who was it? Was it the butcher try that they didn't call back for the knock on? Yeah. Good call. Well, it wasn't a knock on, right? But uh, see, that weird thing is that as I understand, my fans are mad because again, that is called knock on nine 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 out of whatever that is. Yeah. You know, it's like not called knock on zero point one percent of the time. Yeah. And that's what frustrates fans, but so what? It was the right call. And yeah. again, the scoreline is so big. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, gave, gave us something to chuckle like, about. I mean, I was, to be 12-10 down with 30 minutes left and to lose yeah. by 30, it's just it's inexcusable. It is like, inexcusable. And like they find themselves now they're 8-8 again. And that, that, the, sorry, their, strength nine was now, their, sorry. their strength was their points differential, which all of a sudden, you know, they were, they were streets ahead of a couple of teams. And now... Cronulla is only not that far behind them in terms of points differential and if they lose a couple more and teams like the Warriors and Brisbane could smash a shit team such as the Titans who you play mm. this week then you might catch them up like when you're in that spot in the league you can't be giving up you just can't be like if it's if it's if it's round 26 or you're a shit team or whatever fine but you're on the you're fighting to make the 8 that 24 points you gave up at the end of the game for no reason could yeah. be the difference at the end of the well, year and that's like, the thing yeah like, that that puts them like uh, it puts them effectively, you know, one big win away from the Sharks. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Like, as you mentioned, how they, they go away when things aren't, aren't going their way. The Storm game was the same. They were in it for the first ha- first half. And then I think like it was like Vunuvalu scored that try. And then it was they lost by 34 to 4. 
And, you know, this is a team that defense was solid at the start of the year. All of a sudden, you said they're four and against is sliding away. They considered 24 to the Warriors, 48 this week. And, you know, they actually they have a really nice run. They have the Tigers at home this week. Play Tigers twice in the Yeah, run they here. have the Manly away, which tough. Manly's tough, whatever. But then they play Eels, which is tough-ish. But then they host the Cowboys. They go to the Tigers. They host the Titans. And then they host... Uh, so they go to Penrith, but they don't play really any of those upper echelon teams. That's a pretty the good. The best a, team they play is Manly. Manly, but it's like in terms of you know, s- you know, six NRL games. That's as pretty much as good as run you can get in the NRL. It's not not bad, but I mean, West aren't too far away from them. Like, the, it's funny if West sweep the Knights, then yeah. they could steal their finals. But I don't think that will happen. But neither. And it would still, be it would be good. And there's it still would. those same concerns over at Newcastle. It's like, what are they doing with Danny Levi? His role changes every few weeks. Connor Watson's role changes every week. Kurt Mann's changes, and it's just it's just too long. It, it is it is weird watching like watching the games and watching how Kurt Mann and Watson specifically are used. You kind of it's genuinely like no one knows what's going on. Like yeah. they, it's like you you're trying to fit your best players in the team. I don't think there's room for both of them. No, I know, you, but it's like they're they're the best players in the team and they yeah. have to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're significantly not. not. Watson yeah. needs to start at six or just not be in the team. No, yeah, I, 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 agree Watson, with I think that. Watson's been good as a bench fourteen. Actually, no. I agree. He's been good off the. Yeah, bench but I think he's better now. than Man and should just be the six yeah. the whole time. So, I, but yeah. I don't. Th- no, I think neither of them should be the six. They haven't got a six though. Can so, they play with 12? I think he's easily but, their best six option because you can't put Ponga back there. Uh, I think he runs too much. I actually think Leno is probably best for the rest of this year. But, you, you know, fair enough, you think Watson's there. It's more so, the problem is, again, those two guys move every two weeks. That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. It doesn't matter who they are. It's that, you know, one week the 5'8's Leno, then it's Watson, yep. and then it's Mann, and then, oh, actually, we're going to try Watson at nine. And and yeah, Levi Mann will go to Hooker, Levi won't yeah. be in the team. Like it's, yeah. that's, that's the problem there. You, you should know by now, if you're a good football side, you know what you're working towards. It doesn't feel like... Knights know that Like they're 20 weeks Into the season And we are no clearer As to probably Four of their positions On the pitch And yeah And they're over the cap For next year now So this is the best squad They're going to have Of this window And it's Battling for the finals And you know We've been to this I was all on the board Of punting Brownie When he won one game In a salary cap league But He's not done anything this year to convince me any anything otherwise. But he made that joke about Wayne. At he a did. Like they rode that. The Mitch Pierce always has like six really good weeks every year. They've rode that six really good weeks, and like that's bought him another year. It feels like. Mm. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Uh, speaking of six good weeks every year, Canberra at twenty, West Tigers twelve Is that at in Bruce Stadium. To the weather. I was in regards to the Raiders. No, the Raiders are good, Dale. I don't no, know if you they, know this, but they while were, you were overseas, they won quite a few games. They were fantastic on Saturday night. Um, thoroughly entertaining game. Um, <laughs> I would like to give six points to Charles Nickel Clockstone. Mate, That's fair. yeah, boy, fan bloody tastic. Go all the way. Well, this is one of those games that, whilst you know the, the Tigers really bombed seventeen tries in the second half, these are the games that make title contenders. Yes, it's not the forty-eight to tens over the nights. It's the twenty-eight to twelve. We're at home. We had no ball. Mm. We had no ball. We didn't score a point past the twentieth minute, but we still won the bloody game. Yep. Those yeah. are the games that, that win you win you rugby league competitions and, and their defence this year has been something completely different. And that was their problem for every year that they were like prolific in this yeah. sort of Ricky Stewart era, if you like, was that yeah. they would score, they'd be always near the very top in terms of points scored, but they'd also be near the top in terms of points conceded. They've rectified that to an extent. That's it. They've had the, what, the, over the last like five years, remember, they had the most points scored they have. Yep. But it's like, as you said, their points against is a problem. This year, they're averaging 14 points against, which is like eight points against better than last year. And eight points a game is huge in rugby league. Hmm. And it's making a massive difference. And like, I mean, Nickel Klockstad, I know as a, 
we all know I'm a huge fan of people are getting behind him, but not to over-exaggerate, like, he might be the fifth best fullback in the competition. I might lock him in at that at this point. He's been so good this year. And, like, some of the stuff he did in this game was just, like, the real tough stuff out of his end was what made yeah. a massive difference. I mean, last year, there was... I, I, I think I mentioned this last week, but last year, well, they had nine times they attempted to run the ball out of their end goal, and they got out one occasion. And this year they've attempted to run out of the ball, ball out of the end goal nine times as well. I think now, and it's, he's got out, he's got out six times. It's quite good. Mm. There so was like that's that, just a big. It's just the effort thing. He's try. He doesn't give up on any play, and he even sometimes a really good kick. He'll he'll see him piss bolt back to get out of the end goal and just have a crack and get out. And he got out twice in this game. There, there was the the point that you were making about the tough stuff and about the defense. Right at the end of the game, it looked like he'd copped. It was either like a cork or he had a knee injury or something mm. like that. So they put uh, they put Simonson back to fullback and they played Nicol Klockstad on at left wing, and uh, the Tigers were going right. Nicol Klockstad's basically back defending the kit, like back out of the line. Yeah, Tigers go right. The ball's there to be played at by the winger, and he dives in front of the winger to take the ball away from him on one leg. And those were those are the kind of plays that like. The, you haven't seen a Raiders team pull off recently? 100%. 100%. That and, like, he's players. on one leg. Everybody gets around him, and, like, he yeah. can't walk back to the... It's like last week with John Bateman making that chase. Yeah. He's not going to get anywhere near the ball, but he still tried. Mm. There's things you don't see from this team in previous years. But, yeah. yeah, these are those things. This is why when people try and tell me, oh, that team's 17 signings away from being good or whatever, it's like, no, the two or three signings can really turn a team's fortune around in, in rugby league. You just got a nail. They have. And Easier was... said than done, but... There was a, yeah exactly. There was a great quote post game from him too, talking on uh, ABC Grandstand. Let me just pull it up here. But he got asked about his sore body. I'm just trying to grab it quickly. While you find that, he yeah. had a story on the player's voice today, and I read it, oh, and it was, was very good. So that's it. So he got asked. He said, "I'm sore already." And then he got asked, "Is there any part of your body that isn't injured at this stage?" And he responded, "My heart." Oh, oh what you, a man! You hero, all the way <laughs> with Sia Gay. Buy his shirts. <laughs> But yeah, that, anyway, for the Tigers, look, they've been an admirable side for a team that's missing like three million of their cap every week. That is a problem. But this game was the game that broke Madge. Yeah, <laughs> he's aged. He 10 looks years. homeless. The poor bastard. The poor guy. He's aged. He really has. He's got like like some form of skin disease. He didn't have six months ago. Like he's got <laughs> rice on his yeah. face. The poor puck. That's it. But like this team, like they had all the ball, all the opportunity in this game, and they just couldn't get it done. And this week, he's wielded the axe. And I feel like he would have wielded the axe even more if he just hadn't already axed like six players that he would like he won't bring back. But he, he made a lot of changes this week. But yeah, it just it just isn't good enough for the the standard magic specs. And that's his post match press conference is great because he actually went on about that. He said, you know, at this point of the season, I expect us to be better than this, and it's all it's all on us. There was no referees. This he's never done like, that, whatever. But this but this particular game was like straight away like I like to protect the team usually, but this week no, it's enough. We're not to my standard and. You know, that's the kind of stuff... Tigers fans are calling for his head because they're lunatics. But those are the things that good coaches do, mate. He's had his, had his patience and he's, you know, they're up against the wall with that squad missing all that money. But, you know, he, he's, he's out there still. He expects more. And yep. we'll see. I think he'll turn that club around. Alrighty. Moving on. Next game. Um... I can't, can't remember what the next game was. was it? uh, it's Cowboy South. Was it important? <laughs> uh, uh, North Queensland 18, South Sydney 30. In the crib, ma. Drop it like it's a hot. Drop it like it's a hot. Drop it like it's a hot. I mean, I'm glad we won. Yeah. But 
That is important. You know, it's it's not. I don't like to have wins come at the expense of young players, particularly players who are on debut. But uh, poor old Murray Tulangi dropping that ball with the line open. They would have gone up twelve. The game would have been over. It was bizarre. You hate yeah. to see it. You hate. You actually to see do. It. Like oh, sincerely, you do. Yeah. This this is like the the weirdest twelve point win of recent memory, because like I know I know like South were good enough to come back and win, but it was like they were fighting hand and tooth to get ahead. And Talangi drops that ball, and then you know four minutes later, it felt like oh South were up twelve. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> they were down six, and they ended up doing it. But that's just yeah. That that is it's a great wing for the the Rabbitohs because the Cowboys weren't actually bad in this game. They were pretty good. No, they were quite good. But the Bunnies hung in there the whole game. That that famous Bennett scrap. Yeah. You know, and then got once the, the boys the troops came back on in the game. A couple of you know the you know the, the the playmakers or the important players in that team stood up and, and created a few opportunities and you won. Yep, including the best number thirteen on the field, Cameron <laughs> Murray, who it, continues to be just. The star of the show. I mean, what a player. His second set was exceptionally well. He was pretty anonymous, I thought, in the first half. But yep. it doesn't matter when you come back on and make the, ch- the impact he does. And then you've got a couple of moments in this game which, like, just, you know, James Roberts only can do these things. There's one, he, Dango guy bombed at that try. To be fair, um, there, Tamalolo grabs Adam Reynolds and pulls him back. And mm. I think Roberts would have passed to Reynolds otherwise. But, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, at the end, he skins uh, Josh Maguire, yeah. who... You know, I love him for origin, but this is why I don't miss him at my club. He was terrible around the ruck at the end of that game. A couple of your tries came through him. But yeah, and then also he had that opportunity, stripped Scott Drinkwater and got unlucky there. But yeah, you know, those are just yeah, yeah. heads up match winner plays. And you talk about, where does this rank on the all-time revenge games for Big Ethan Lowe? <laughs> in terms of the to- type of player he is, and t- like he's not really an attacking force. Yeah. It's right up there for revenge games. Was Wayne Bennett in the, uh, in the, in the coach's box shouting you didn't want him? I really, really hope. It's quite funny, though, that like the Cowboys kept every bludger forward from the 2015 team and stayed loyal to them, except for Ethan Lowe, who is, apart from Tamalala aside, obviously, better than all of them. It's um, it's good, good, it, it is good funny, take. Like, you know, it's, it's funny hearing the commentator say, oh, it must be bittersweet for Ethan. It's like, what's bittersweet about this? Yeah, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's the sweetest thing of all. How can he it be bittersweet? He playing for the, was it the Blackhawks or the Pride for yeah. like all of last year? Yeah. Like, come on. So bittersweet when he played Origin. So bittersweet playing yeah. for a different club. Hate, hate it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it must have been real tough for him going and starting for a team that's a premiership contender and scoring yeah. two tries at his old home ground. Tough. Um... Junior Totola is really good, mate. That um, I, that grab that was <laughs> brilliant. Like they just like it, he very clearly scored, but I actually am okay with them checking that because they're just like, hey, what? you can't do that. Yeah. Let's watch that again. You're a large man. What are you doing? It was a top top quality pickup. Yeah. That's that's you know down at down low at gully. Yeah, on the There's the fourth day of the test. As you said, the Cowboys did not play poorly. I'm really starting to like their sort of youngish spine that they've got at the moment. Yep. Um, obviously, they still need a six. Well, but, um, well, Morgan when, when back. Morgan's back, but yeah, Drinkwater, then... Clifford, looking great, and Granville's had a bit of a resurgence this year. I know, like, yeah, a couple of short side plays in this game looked good. Uh, obviously, they got Reese Robson coming next year, but yeah, it's good to see Clifford stepping up. It might be the absence of Morgan helping him step up to, you know, to. Well, I mean, to that's lead. what happened with Morgan when JT yeah, was there in that just magical about to say that. 2017 run. But mm-hmm. um, he's looking great. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah the spine starting to look good, but they're they're outside backs. Kyle Felt aside, a bit of a mess. They're terrible. <laughs> Talangi, we'll see what he's got now. He's a young, young guy getting an opportunity, but I mean, we know what Tom Opacek is. Java Bowen. Poor old Java Bowen. Nothing special. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's about it there. But yeah, South now, you steal another nice win. 
they sit pretty in second pl- second place. Two Burgi named in the reserves this week. Don't know when Alex Johnson is back, but you you do need him. You back need him because you absolutely do. Dewey hasn't stepped up. Neither not a sentence I thought I would ever hear from you. Given yeah, but you do the early him. form of Alex Johnson at fullback, but he's very clearly the best option at that position. Out of what mm-hmm. they have, yeah, and it's it's an interesting team coming from there. I just I think their centers are under like sneakily two of the better strike centers in the competition at this point. Braden Burns look likely this whole game too. Braden Burns is great. I, I'm very pleasantly surprised with him, and um, yeah. It, I mean, they lost a couple of dumb games in that stupid losing streak that they probably could or should have won, particularly that Penrith one. So it's nice to pretty much steal one here. They probably didn't deserve to win, but they got it done. Alrighty, speaking of didn't deserve to win, Gold Coast 18, Melbourne 38. The Gold Coast did not deserve to win. I would just like to clarify. Okay, good. Um, when they were 12-0 up after like five minutes, I was like, what were we on? is were the happening boys on? here? Well, like, I, I turned this game on at like eight minutes in. And you were like... Sorry, but what? I, I turned on and like the storm <laughs> I'm scored. Conf- I'm confused. I'm like, wait, did the storm like give them a start? Like, hey, you can have twelve points. <laughs> the storm's helping the bookies. Well, I, I really wanted that South Storm game in a couple of weeks' time to be a potential minor premiership decider. So I would quite have liked the storm to lose this game, but I don't think and they're the, going to and lose. And the next like seven. No, it's like <laughs> two games. And they're up by the six points ahead. No, but they would have been four. Yeah, and if we win by 120, we don't have to worry about the four <laughs> and against. So all we need is 14 Ethan Low tries. Exactly. I'm sure that'd be bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, Look, I I know that the Storm kind of ran away with this, and I think that is a little bit of an understatement, but I actually thought that the Gold Coast weren't necessarily that bad. I don't either, but also, they've always played the Storm pretty well. Which like, is weird. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I can't read too much into... It's like, when even when Canberra was shit, they'd always play the really good Dragons team it's, really It's actually well. easy yeah. to get up for a good opposition for some times, because you, you want to prove a point. It's like Titans will play well against Brisbane this week, like they did early in the season. Too. Um, someone, some, I saw someone ask if... Um, if this is the highest scoring rivalry in the NRL, it might be. It's there has been a couple of good ga- question. games. Good question. Find that out, stat boy. Broncos, Cowboys is always about 24-20 or something, which mm. might keep it up there. Or uh, Sharks Knights. The <laughs> <laughs> couple yeah, of probably. Very good. Very that'll, good. That'll happen. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Uh, yeah, so obviously new coaches for the Titans with Craig Hodges, you know, lead coach at Fiends and Luke Burton on the sidelines. Few strange decisions, but I guess at that point of the year they're like, let's just try some things. You know, like they um they started Jack Stockwell and he played twenty nine minutes. Jared Wallace had a weird stint where he played the first twenty, went off, came back on and played from there and he played forty five minutes. Uh Leilani Latsu played nineteen. For some reason Sam Stone played sixty minutes. Just weird rotations across the board kind of thing. I guess they're trying to try some stuff out. I don't know. I, I feel like they're, they're, they're trying to... Like, basically seeing what they've got against the best team in the league. Yeah. There, are, there are worse ways to do it, really. And then, on the, over on the other side, obviously the Storm are missing a whole bunch of players, but it's good to see Justin Olam, personally, anyway, to see him adapt, because last year he seemed kind of overawed coming into first grade, playing for the Storm, coming from Papua New Guinea, and it's a massive cultural change for those guys, and... You know, I was like worried maybe that was it for him, but this year he looks like he's got his feet under him. And man, he plays at 130 million miles an hour. Yeah, everything is run hard and straight, and he scored in this game. He looked good. Uh, but Ryan Pappenhausen, does Matt Dufty have a Pappenhausen voodoo doll? Like, does how much do you hate this guy? Like, mate, why do you do have all the skills I have, but why are you 14 times better than I am? <laughs> he he is very good. Is this like you when you think of Campo Bungard? Like, is he, he, you know, <laughs> as an Audi can by yourself. Yeah, this is like the uh, Audi version. And I mean, if there was one man who would have a doll of one of his mates, it's definitely Bunker. It's Bunker. Good, 
Good one too. He's probably got dolls of all of us, in fairness. Good to have Dal back. Very good to have Dal back. You could stay. But uh, but yeah, Pappenhausen was uh, I. I know they're sticking with Croft, but it's like every week I'm like, find a way to start this man, please. Every time he touches the ball, he's dangerous. 28 runs, 288 metres, 10 tackle breaks, got a try, you know, supports well. Just like, get him in there somewhere, Craig. Yeah, And you've got, you've got obviously, because you've got Smith there, you're effectively playing like really a back six instead of a back five. <laughs> Maybe a back nine or you're something. Playing, <laughs> and you've got, you know, they've got decent decent ball handling players in yeah. in the forwards as well, yeah. like they're they're basically just playing with like three forwards and some large backs. Yeah, and Jerome Hughes laid on a few tries and a halves in this game. It hasn't happened again this week, but I'm just like begging Craig in the coming weeks. You know, maybe some experiments while they probably rotate and rest some more. Pappenhausen comes out as the one because he's just you know exceptional every time he plays. It's just hilarious that this club last year on their books had Billy Slater, Cam Munster, Scott Drinkwater, and Pappenhausen and Jerome Hughes. And they now have the other guy they have now is Nico Hines is killing Queensland Cup. It's like, can you just not have seven fullbacks of first grade standard? Not fair. <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed. So that top five NRL fullbacks list is just Storm. Storm. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you guys like you lose Alex Johnson. You're like Jesus, Adam Dewey. I guess <laughs> I would would wouldn't mind a bit of Pappenhausen back there right now. Too mm. much. But he, he's he's just great. I love watching him play. But, uh, but yeah, it's just I mean, do we put anything else in the Storm? Second grade team still being the second best team in the competition. I don't think we did. No, not not at all. Really, <laughs> I, I as as I said, like good, nice of them to give them a twelve point head start. Just uh, just you know, give them something to run down. Yeah. Alrighty, speaking of twelve point head start, Manly thirty six, Parramatta twenty four at uh, at Bookvale. Everybody talking about the crowd at this game. Uh, I don't know because there were people there oh, more than more than doing. Shop, that's a they, shop for Manly games. That's why. Oh, yeah, right. there were more than six thousand people. there. Were they now. doing the Eagle Rock? No, I hope they were. Were won't. they pushing it up, Manly? Definitely, they... pu- whatever that means. Fuck. I don't know what that sign means or Things why like... both lines of it have an exclamation mark at the end. That guy went to my high school, and I'm like, I don't even want to ask you. I see him with it, and I'm like, this is just, no. There are some horrible. I need you to ask him. Yeah. There are some dead set woeful signs. No, but that one isn't even grammatically correct. Why are, Why does it push it up, exclamation mark, Manly, exclamation <laughs> mark? I've never I heard. I don't understand. I've never heard the term push it up other, other than a push pop, like my Ooh. whole life. That's Ooh. the only time you're pushing it up. Apparently, push it up. What about when you're eating a Zupa Dupa? Oh, I guess it's the same sort of. What about a Calippo? Yeah. yeah, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. All, it's more of a squeeze it up. All, <laughs> yeah, true, true. All pole related foods. <laughs> yeah, although I wouldn't push a hot dog up the bun. For fuck's sake. Just <laughs> get off this. No. Um, yeah, this scoreline flattered Parramatta extensively. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a weird game because, like, if you watch the first 20 and the last 20, you're like, oh, Parramatta all right. But the middle 40, Manly absolutely blitzed them. Turbo just looks likely every time he gets the ball. He's he's brilliant. He's is having he the that next, year. Is right? he the next immortal? Tough to say. He's having that year though, right? Like he's every, really good. Every, you know, all the great players. Of our They'd game. be top four for sure if he hadn't missed a whole bunch of weeks with various injuries. Yeah. Well, they had so. a whole part where they missed. They missed him. They uh, missed DCE. You know, so they're, they're done all right. But yeah, Manasi final hooker is just a fantastic. Find Mate, for them. he is so fun to watch. But like they just they smash the ruck better than any team in the competition, and I I do hate the comparisons to the Storm Big Three. But it reminds me, remember that peak couple of years there when you had Cooper, Billy, and Cam to the middle? They just like harassed people around the ruck all day and like and hammered tied forwards. That was like this middle forty of this game when the para bench forwards were on. They just went straight at them. They went up. They hit uh, smashed the A defender behind the ruck. And just didn't let them have a breather. And like Manasi Finu is like, again, he's like six foot two and a hundred kilos playing hooker. 
So he's really hard for them as someone to stop one-on-one. Then you've got Tommy pushing through the middle, good support by DCE. And Tommy also deciding if Lacey Fino isn't running it, I'm running it <laughs> for half this game. Just they, yeah, They're a great attacking team and they are, you know, them and Canberra is starting to show it's not really a three-horse race. It might be a five-horse race. It could mm. be. Yeah, and like it, other things for Manly, it's like, you know, there's a couple of the tries they scored too, like Tommy Turbo and Ruben Garrick, those aerial tries. Yeah. Awesome. And um, so I am prepared to say that Canberra and Manly pulled away from the peloton. Yes. Oh, but would you say that they're they're in they're, they're in the chasing pack? They're, they're in the, the, chasing the next pack, two trying correct. to get to the leaders. Are, yeah, yeah. Right. Fair, fair. Yeah, that, that definitely. I, I agree with you. Like this is they still got copy Corsell back, and they're missing Cade Cust. He's been injured, but you know this close to full strength Manly team. Whenever they play with it, it's just something else. And as you said, Tommy Turbo seems to be having one of those seasons that great players have. Yeah. That anything he touches turns to gold. And for- some of their forwards, particularly Siren, are having career-best years. And then there's obviously then their, their engine room, guys like Tapao and Fanua Blake have been excellent all year. Yeah. So. Fanua Blake absolutely harassing this Parramatta side. He was. Like, he just wanted to commit a murder. Every time he made a tackle, every time he made a run. Did like they... There were some points in there where he had the ball and he was tackled and he's just trying to headbutt people in the face. <laughs> they, they lead the comp and offloads as well, right? Mainly? As a team, yeah. yeah. Oof. So. yeah. But yeah, it's like, um, you know, we, we are, we're going to keep tuning our horns with these two calls because we've been doing this podcast for five years, but us picking Manly Top 8, Manu Bungard, and CNK signing the season are probably the two best calls of our entire rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the next six We can years retire years. on you those hate to ones. be the guy in the podcast that didn't pick Manly to make the finals. Uh, yeah, look, you got to take some L's. But it was like me, you, and Manly fans were picking it. We got attacked for being racist for picking we did. it. <laughs> now, we are doing the Eagle Rock. We are. As they we say. Are. Please, yeah. please don't. Okay. That's I don't know what the moves to that would be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, they're, just, they're, they're a really good team to watch, and it, it's hard for me because obviously people know I don't like Manly, but when, at some point... It's not just you, mate. Most people hate yeah, Manly. But once, at, one, at some point, you hit. there's a tipping point, right? When the footy gets so good, it doesn't matter who you are anymore. Mm. It's like when the Roosters are killing someone now, too. I'm like, you know what? This is so good to when watch. When they won that grand final last year, I was happy for them because it was, was just so weird and awesome. And they were so good in the grand final. Yeah. But yeah, and like the Eels... Sorry, the Manly did this to the Eels were like leading the peloton. <laughs> yeah, this was this was like essentially a game where the winner would go um, one win off the top four, and yeah. the loser would be sort of mired in that peloton for. A, like they came into this game pretty much dead even in everything, and Manly just made them look second. Yeah, you've effectively got Melbourne, the Rabbits, uh, the Chooks, and the Raiders. They're on the descent at this stage. Manly have just pulled away. Well, I'm at- not prepared to. I'm not prepared to put. Canberra Fair, fair Fair enough Manly. I mean they are on equal point, points with, with the Chalks Round 23 J.O. Stadium Canberra Manly Oof. Probably for fourth because What day is that on? It's a Sunday Which oh. is devastating It's the last game on a Sunday I'd love to go down for a Saturday game Yeah that'd be great for a Saturday I game I will give you the hot tip that uh, they've also, There's also a banging uh, Sunday Coming up in a couple of weeks time Canberra Roosters South Storm Is the Sunday yeah. double header I was so about to say big, big games coming up There is I mean you've got Canberra and uh, And the Eagles Also both play The Storm In the run home And they both play The Warriors Which isn't, doesn't say It's a big game But it's like they have, They're playing games That will You know Four or five teams Will decide this top four Which is interesting Like yeah. Raiders have Penrith This week too It's um, Probably the probably best game Of the round as well It, it's, it so. is But it's, um, it's good that Actually, it's not. Sorry. Post Manly play Melbourne. Post Origin. Well, Manly play Melbourne twice in the run home. Jeez. So there you go. Manly they must have the world's worst run home. I haven't looked at it, but bloody hell. But uh, you know, it's just good. Post Origin, all of a sudden, footy's great again. What a shock! But I've really enjoyed the last two rounds, and they have been lit. Also, Souths have started winning again. That's probably helped my enjoyment levels. Yeah. Well, mine's just more so like 
you know, watching games like this and Canberra, how they played this yeah. week, and it's like, well, this wasn't happening. This is the thing, it. like, no one wants to watch Manly play without the Toboyevic brothers and Daily Cherry Evans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Should we just cancel those games if it happens again. Seriously, like, <laughs> genuinely, like, but it's true. Like, I'm not here. For, like, that's not the point of the NRL. Like, I'm not here to watch like the Roosters play without James Tedesco and Boyd Cordner and Luke Curry would have got picked if he'd been healthy all year. You can watch and, New South Wales Cup if you want to. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But yeah, good weekend of footy. I thought. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. agree with that. Good, good weekend to be back for the footy. Uh, speaking of weekends of footy, we'll tip next week. Good stuff. Thank God you're back. To, I think we did that half of the weeks you weren't here. Uh, I think we did it every week. I think we forgot two. <laughs> I feel like we. I'm glad, that so, I'm glad that somebody has not tabulated this. To yeah. well, I would have won every year. If swaths we of us so. missing <laughs> games. Alrighty, Thursday night at uh, Cronulla. Uh, but at, we're not going to have our home ground ground. No. Uh, Cronulla. Yeah. And long may, it cont- the one piece of news we have. long may long may it continue. Cronulla Sutherland uh, versus North Queensland. Uh, um, sharks, give I me guess. the sharks. Don't really care. Manny Moylan's injured again. And uh, Fafita's out. Don't believe you. This is actually low care. Pretty big game. It's probably loser leaves town, right? It is. And, uh, and the is this is this loser goes to Perth? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean it's losers. Season is over. Cronulla are going to Perth regardless, though. Yes, yeah. thank God. Exactly. <laughs> uh, is there a so shopping the centre over there that needs to be built? But I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Sharks in this one. Just I just feel like they've had such a weird run of luck that it won't keep continuing. Yeah. But lots of storylines. Fair. Uh, alrighty, where were we? Sorry. Uh, Friday evening, Newcastle versus West Tigers. So, yeah, the axe has come down from Madge, but unfortunately he said he couldn't probably swing it as hard as he wanted to, but he's dropped... Um, He's dropped um, Alex Twall, Matt Eisenhuth, uh, Chris Lawrence, and he's moved Ryan Madison to lock. Cheek Henry Gardner on the edge. Oliver Clark starting at prop. Uh, he's also we dropped we dropped Robert Jennings the other week. He's brought back Corey Thompson at fullback. Yeah, he's made a lot of changes. Newcastle the same team as always, pretty much. I'm going to pick the Tigers here, and it's going to be one of those games that Newcastle are going to play well for the first thirty and slowly throw away. And then Tigers are going to ruin their fi- the 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 tight Knights finals run early. Mm. I'm going to pick Newcastle. I'll take Newcastle as well. Uh, the night game is South Sydney versus St George Illawarra at the Olympic Stadium. Come on, some debuts here. Jason Saab for uh, for the Dragons on the wing, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's it. So one <laughs> so day, one day, one day. <laughs> uh, give me give me South. But you've also got uh, the potential turn, return of two Burgi. You've got uh, the return of Gareth Widdop, which might bring back the five-headed spine. Yes. Duffy's on the bench again, so that's good. What the fuck is wrong Zach with Lomax this Zach back on the wing. And South's going to absolutely tell them. It's yeah. so weird, because this Dragon's team on paper still looks quite good. But South's by 20 know. plus. It's like half rep players. It's weird. Yeah, it it's is really weird. It's really strange that they're it's this It's almost bad. as if the coach is garbage. <laughs> Parramatta, New Zealand Warriors... At Parramatta Stadium. This is Western one of those games where I would have picked whoever's at home. So, Parramatta. Uh, I will take Parramatta as well. Bounce Wong, back Wong from the last. debut. <laughs> Parramatta. Forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm also picking Parra. Uh Gold Coast versus the Broncos at Rabina Stadium. The Broncos have named Alex Glenn at centre again. Uh, what? Moved Gillette to the edge. Pangai to lock. Flegler's out. Suspended. Uh, and I might, wouldn't be surprised if Shibasaki comes in. I'm picking the Broncos, but I do feel like there could be a Titans ambush here. Callum Watkins, oh, no. NRL debut as well. Alex uh, Brimson, Brisbane, Brisbane for me. Yeah, Brisbane for me as Will well. Will they be in the top eight by the end of this week, Mitchell? Well, they could be if, they, if, they, if the Tigers pick there happens yep. and then they win this game. Yep. Hmm. Alrighty, Saturday night at Edwin Fuckfield in Melbourne. It's the Melbourne Storm versus the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. 
these teams hate each other. They do. They do. This is the other week we had that Storm Sharks game. They're talking about how that's the rivalry for the Storm. This is the rivalry. Yeah. The this it's this is this is it. Let's like, bring Glenn Stewart and Adam Blair back just for this yeah. game. They can fight before the game. Like this didn't die. Like when when the last generation left again, we had Curtis Scott punch Dylan Walker last year and break his cheek and get sent off. That, that was pretty a, cool. It was yeah. a great punch. To it be was fair. pretty cool. Uh, I'm feeling manly, but I just can't do it down in Melbourne. No, nah, Melbourne for me. I'm picking Melbourne. I yeah. think if it's in Brookie, I pick Manly. This is going to be a sick game, though. Yeah, I'm really excited for yeah. it. And I great, great yeah. game to put on Saturday night too. Well, Melbourne. as you guys know, I'm away all weekend. I'm actually devastated for missing that game. Out and lucky. Mm. But you do get to leave the country. I do. On the bright side, you get to miss this next game. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Canterbury Bankstown versus Eastern Suburbs at the Olympic Stadium. There are no winners here. Remember this was like the biggest rivalry in the sport for like four or five years yeah. in the early 2000s? That was fun. The troops are back. And by the troops are back, I mean Kerrit Holland and Lachlan Lewis. <laughs> hey, great. I'll tip the roosters. We don't need to analyze this any further. Are you disrespecting the troops that are coming back? I am Jesus. disrespecting the troops. Good. Okay. They deserve your disrespect. Yep. Roosters by 20 plus. Cool. 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 Uh, Penrith versus the Raiders at Panthers Stadium is the Sunday afternoon Canberra nap game. For me. Well, the Panthers love breaking this Canberra team's heart, but we've been through this. It's not your grandfather's Canberra anymore. There are. No. It's Canberra. Uh, I am going to say Penrith 12, uh, Raiders 23. Okay. Thanks for that. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh, no. It's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away. Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes. Simi Renrandra. Absolutely buried it. Rantrandra. News time. Uh, first bit of news. We know that one. The Sharks news, but they're not playing at home for a couple of years now. Oh, you hate to see it. Are they also <coughs> going to Bankwest? They're not. <laughs> the Bulldogs are also now, now they've finally announced they're going to Bankwest. Thank for, God. But they're also taking a game to Perth for the next few years. Not playing at Optus Stadium, playing at the former NIB Stadium, HFB Park. Yeah, Perth Oval. Perth Oval. Good. They're playing at the uh, Perth Glory's home ground for three, three, three games a year. And they also announced they're going to... Give Sorry, a for game three games a year? No, th- next three years. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. And they give, also announced they're taking a home game to Magic Round. They've already offered that one up. So oh, three games away from Bank West. But it's at the point now that like, everyone is playing at Bank West. So that's, that's, but, that's what they, but that's what they wanted. Well, like, it is the best stadium the in the country, so we should probably utilise as much as we can. Mm. Best stadium in the state. And, uh, oh, wow. Uh, it will, obviously, the SCG is terrible for rugby league, so I'm glad everyone's gone there. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite funny. Parramatta are going to be making a, yucking it up, making a lot of money every time someone plays there with that Leagues club. Yeah, but, uh, man. Interesting to see the turf hold up on a new stadium there. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's obviously we've said that it's a tall, tall stadium, so it's, yeah. It's the only ground I can think of where you can go to Baluka on the walk to the ground, so... That already, that alone makes it. That's not true. That's not true. You can walk to you can walk to it on the way to the SFS. It's a really long and out of the way walk. Yeah, but it's still a walk. The Parramatta Station is not exactly close. It's like a twelve minute walk, and it's the one way to get there. Some people would say that's too far. Oxford Street to get to the SFS. You could. By that (laughs) logic, you could walk past anything. You go (laughs) anywhere. You get you can get off the train at at St James. Yeah, walk walk past. Yeah. yeah, it could happen. They're in yeah. opposite directions. You'd have to get the train circular key. You, 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 you are fake embarrassed news. You are, you are fake news. Everyone. No, I'm not. Don't you two are just there. morons. Yeah. What's the next bit of news? What is it? Do we have uh, any news? That is fake news. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, Bill Kickow got suspended. 
Did he? Yep, two it weeks. Happened. Yep, two. it happened. I'm, Take- I'm, actually, I'm actually glad Adishri stuck with that call because I said, I've said the whole time I believed it was a shoulder charge. Me too. I'd like to see another angle maybe come out so people can see the left-hand side that he did have his arm cocked. Oh, you mean to tell me there's more evidence we haven't well, seen? Well, I don't know. I don't, I haven't, I don't Are know you saying there's some kind of Zapruder film of a second angle that shows him contacting the man's head? I hope so. Yeah. And uh, what, what, other, what other news do we have? Uh, Broncos offered Sekiara a one-year deal. Which That's good. So we like him. We'll f- they'll figure out what they've got to do with him and Turpin if they can keep him and McCulloch. Who knows? But... Uh, oh, the World Cup Nines, we knew that was happening, but that got announced. The pools. That'll be fun. So what are the pools? The pools, so the the, uh, the men's pools, you've got uh, like Australia, New Zealand, uh, the PNG and USA in one pool. There's like a European pool, then there's like a Pacific Islands pool after that. I don't know the quality of player expected to play in the tournament, and I don't mm. know if there's like... You know how the NRL, they, try, they had to force, they force a certain standard of player in? I don't know what will happen here. But I'm just keen for two days of nines at the Bank West. Yeah, yeah. same. It'd be great. So that's it. Good, good to see nines. Uh, oh yeah, and Kyle Flanagan signed with the Roosters. So I was—he was a player I didn't rate through juniors, but I'm already ready to admit I'm wrong now. The Roosters signing is going to be—he must be good. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> some—and he's someone else's junior, so that continues a pattern that, that we that we that love. That is also how it works. Uh, Jake Friend going to miss eight weeks. They say with arm surgery, but last time he missed, you know, a few weeks less. But you see, he what he did—he like fractured his arm. Where one of the screws was in his arm. They said they said on the covers they're like, oh, he's got a cork. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously they he's got to go. Like Boyd Cordner said on on the ground, he said, oh, well, you know, Jake Fred doesn't stay off the pitch unless there's a problem. But like he supposed like he couldn't open and close his hand or something ridiculous yeah. like that. That's probably an issue. But yeah, yeah, as you say, that's effectively the rest of the season. Yeah, he um he's having a plate inserted into his arm. Oh, that's good. So that'd be like. At what point does he become more metal than man? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he is the, he's the ship of Theseus. When when does he when does he keep upgrading that bot? We have the technology. There we go. But yeah, I think that's all the news. But I'm I'm glad Kikau got suspended. Yeah, me too. You've made that very clear. I'm glad, I'm glad again. Are you serious? <laughs> We're gonna have me of questions. Question time. Question time. It's back. It's with back. a vengeance. Dale's back for it. Oh fuck. Uh, Bretto Shank. Oh, this is a question for Dale. Of course it what is. What city in France should we relate Cronulla to? Relocate nice. Cronulla nice. to. <laughs> to provide the best away trip for fans. For, to provide the best away trip for yes. fran- fans. For yeah. Cronulla fans? Nice. Nice. Nice is the Gold Coast of, the, of Australia. <laughs> and and the reason that we should send to send them over there is... it's it's I mean, it's very similar to Cronulla. It's on the beach. The beach is mediocre. It's full of old white people and it's hard to get around. It's just like Cronulla. Perfect. Uh, Jack Cronin asks, how many international rosters would win the NRL Premiership? Uh, well, there's one international roster that's going to win this year, the Canberra Raiders. <laughs> Good answer. Um, I think just Australia. Uh, New Zealand, probably, no, no, maybe. No. I, don't, I don't think so. Um, Tonga haven't got the halves for a full season. Tonga's halves couldn't get it They done. will flatten the track. Maybe they'll just beat teams up so much over a full season that the, the halves will figure something out. Where's John, Where's um, John Asiato's heritage? Is he Tongan? He's now Tongan. He was Samoan. Can he, he play made... it, can he play at halfback? Yeah, he played uh, him and Tui with the halves previous, at, at the last game. That Milford Samoan, test. isn't he? So uh, that take, that Yeah, the that. full strength New Zealand team, if they got the Samoans back, Tongans back, would do it. But that's not how this works. I was going to say, that's not happening. Yeah. Maybe then. Mm. 
But yeah, you, you might, they might not do it either. You're right. Uh, Michael Darren 79. One, how good is stripping? Also, how good is the increase in one-on-one strips? Well, that went could have gone two ways. It could have, <laughs> but it didn't. Um, mm. I'm for it. James Roberts deserved a try. Like I know, I know. There's another question in there about about one Cambridge hooker, but it is it is nice to me as I'm not going to say a student of the game, but somebody who notices <laughs> as somebody who notices niche shit that happens on rugby league fields that that players are developing somewhat of a technique around this kind of thing, like Hodgson's thing. And this was one thing I was discussing with friend of the podcast Mesut Ozil at the game. Top bloke, by the way, T- didn't spill a beer on me. Good man. Uh, Camp, I spilled it on him. No, I know, that, but I didn't want I didn't want the circle of life to yeah. continue. Is my point um, that that Hodgson waits for the player to fall before, like he starts falling before reefing it out of his hands, and it's it's good that more players are kind of thinking about this as a tactic as opposed to just a way to like a, as an opportunistic thing versus like being able to do it at specific times. Kind yeah, of thing. it used to be a desperation thing trying to get back into games. Now it's like why can't I just nick it every tackle? And Great. and Hodgson's very rarely in a tackle kind of one on one, but almost every time that he is, he you can kind of feel that like this is an opportunity for him to take the ball. Yeah, him yeah. and Munster are leading the way in that regard. Uh, next question from Michael Darren seventy nine: Is there any validity in the criticism of the women's US soccer slash football team? Um, I look. There are two schools of thoughts on this. Two schools of thought on this. Um. The way that they behaved after the Thailand game, I think, was fine. I don't have a problem with the celebration. I don't have a problem with the way that they celebrated winning the World Cup. What a lot of people had issue with was the way that they celebrated against Thailand. Now, Germany beat Argentina 11-0 in the 2007 World Cup. Um, and it was similar to, to Germany 7-Brazil 1. Like, yep. after, like, the fifth goal, Germany just stopped celebrating. Yeah. Like, they just shook hands and walked back to the halfway line. Yeah. The the point about the US was Rapino scored who was, in fairness, the player of the tournament. Rapino scored at nine nil and celebrated like she'd won the World Cup. And it was just like like that these like these these women are like well. have like have jobs. You know, like these these women are gonna go home and work at an insurance agency. <laughs> the rest of it I thought was totally fine. Yeah, like, I didn't have an issue with it at all. Celebrating Any, yeah. Anybody telling Trump and Piers Morgan to go fuck themselves exactly, is okay right, with me. Strong agree, but like Choreographed celebrations against like a team you're beating 11, 12, 13. Yeah, that's lame. That's shit. Uh, there was but the T celebration against England was cool. There, there was there was a moment after that game where I think it was Carly Lloyd went around to all the Thai players and basically put her arm around them and said, you know, like this sucks, but you're better for the experience. And they went on to play much better in the group stage. And that was if they didn't ha- if they hadn't have celebrated as as you know, as vigorously as they did with all the choreographed celebrations, that would have been the story of the game. I would feel have like been that's what the US did after the Vietnam War as well. Yeah, it I mean, sucks, we'd be better off for it. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, they they did lose that thirteen 0 as well. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, like that could have been the story of the game. Was you know, Carly Lloyd puts her arm around whoever the Thai player is and says, you know, that you're going to be better for this. Yeah, that Thai team drew with Australia in the Asian Cup to qualify that's for this tournament. For yeah, national tough look. shame. Yeah, it was the darkest day of Australian football. Mm. We have so many of those now, it lost all meaning. We've had so <laughs> many darkest days. Uh, his next question, any interesting stories of where co- sacked coaches end up? So I guess he's saying what they do in the next step in their career. Well, the go-to example is Ivan Henjak, the mattress salesman. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the gold standard. That is a great um, story. There has to be some terrible A-League ones, surely. I don't know any top of my head bar the Ivan Henjak one. Mm. 
No, I can't can't think one. of any off the top of my head either. No. If anyone comes well, back to you, boys, Alan say. Jones had a quite successful second act after <laughs> he. Actually, let's talk about this because I mean we didn't, can't really answer this question properly, but we were talking about this, me, Campo, and one of his mates the other week. Um, there's probably like a huge chunk of people, like basically anyone in our age bracket or lower, who isn't like a big sports buff, probably has no idea he was ever a football coach, right? Yeah, coach both codes. But like, yeah. and won a like won a Grand Slam with the Wallabies. There's probably like a huge, huge chunk of people that no idea that he was ever a sporting coach. Probably any anybody under the age of forty-five. Because <laughs> like he coached Balmain in like early nineties, late eighties. Yeah, I remember. yeah. Because he coached so he coached the Wallabies it's in like so the eighty-seven funny. World like, Cup. He's just created this entire. You know, his shock jock persona has just completely overshadowed everything he did in the world of sport. It's not like sometimes someone works in radio or somewhere and they were in rugby league or union. You hear, you know that because they talk about it a lot. Alan Jones never talks about it. No. I mean, uh, he talks about rugby when he says, I should be coaching the Wallabies. And they should he says, sack, I stand with Israel Folau. They should sack Checker and I should coach the Wallabies. Uh, and his last question is, how insane is the Sharks try such goal stat? We mentioned earlier, it's ridiculous. It's, like, it's quite weird. It is. Uh, Gilby Gillard says... With Brenton Speed creating a nickname of Chainsaw for Andrew McCulloch on the weekend, which other players should we create nicknames for and what should we call them? Well, we shouldn't call McCulloch the Chainsaw. Because when he kicked the 40 20 and he called him Chainsaw McCulloch, I'm like, he's never cut anything up ever. <laughs> that is a weird name. It's a terrible nickname. It would make a lot of sense if he was the Josh Hodgson in this situation and was really good at reefing the ball out of people's hands. Or good at anything. Like, st- well, your words, <laughs> not mine. But yeah, it's a weird one. Uh, the butcher for his work on the Broncos attack, Andrew mm. McCulloch works. Uh, I want the Norwegian nightmare for Nicol Klockstad. He's got a lot of names already, but <laughs> it's very know, good. Not many Norwegian footballers. I feel like you're squatting on my nightmare thing there, but that's fine. Yeah, it's all right. But Norwegian yep. nightmare sounds yeah. pretty good as well. It does. Um, I want any player's last name is Young's nickname to be Old Mate. Old Mate Young. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Have you got any Youngs in the league currently? Oh, Hudson, uh, Young. Hudson Young. Hudson Young. Yeah, Hudson Young. Hudson Old Mate Young. Oh, should mate be his Young. name. Uh, what other nicknames do we like, or could we have? Oh, I want so Payne Haas's middle name's Lucky. Why have you what? not? Got, why is Lucky what? Haas not a thing? That's Lucky Haas. That's, that's, that's not name. real. Are you You're making me? those words up. That's his middle. Well, because his whole, you never knows his origin of his name. Right about that car crash with his his parents. It's always Payne Haas, but Lucky's also because he's survived. Lucky so, is a dope name. That's a yeah. great. So, that's a great story. Like Big Lucky, you know, Big Lucky rumbling down the field. Let's bring that in. Mm. The, the Luxster. <laughs> Okay, uh, next question. Oh, uh, Dale's mate. Dave is, is here. If you were an NRL commentator, would you A, call the game as it's happening, or B, talk about whether something should or shouldn't have been a penalty try for most of the half, little or no knowledge of the rules? <laughs> it's very frustrating at this point. I was I was in Perth during the week and just um, scouting training facilities for Cronulla. I'm actually working for them. But um, uh, I was watching that Thursday night game with a couple of people who I know who are also Leeds fans that are not from Sydney. And I was explaining to them that no sport, including AFL, no sport comes close when it comes to like the culture of ref blaming that rugby league has. And you and I, Mitchell, and you, Dale, watch a lot of sports, like a lot of different sports. Yeah. Like nothing in America comes close. European football doesn't come close. AFL, from what I understand, doesn't come close. I think they're having a lot of AFL issues this year. But I try not to follow AFL. The, Maybe the, this year. But the issue with some stuff with goal reviews, but like the issue with the AFL is that they constantly change the rules. Whereas with yeah. the NRL, like that rule had that penalty trial rule but has probably been the penalty trial rule since 1908. So frustrating! Like the amount of column space and airtime dedicated to bagging officials, it, it is worse than any other any other sport I watch. It's in, far far worse. Again, in the game it was in, like the Broncos one was already over. 
Yeah, and, and then the Pen- Penrith game didn't... To be fair, anyway. there was not much bitching from the commentators about that, but in like the Reddit thread and on Twitter, there was people complaining. So. Yeah, the um, and the sin bin for kick-out, they spoke about it for so long on Fox that they went... They kept talking about it, and then they were like, oh, kick-out's about to come back on. And I was like, wow, it's been nine minutes of you whinging about the sin bin. <laughs> He's about to come back yeah, on. Yeah, come on, guys. Well done. Uh, Jack Cronin, is Payne House eligible for Rookie of the Year? I've heard completely things. I thought he wasn't. He is eligible. It's... um. So the rule is if you've only played under four games in the previous year, which he has, mm. or if you're not from the Super League, obviously. Is he going to beat Nakora though? Yes. And also the other rules, if you've played two years prior, you don't count either. Like Jake Zavojevic in his rookie season, as you'd call it, actually played two years prior, mm. one game, and then couldn't get rookie of the year. But Payne Haas will get rookie of the year. Nikora's slowed down. I don't know if it's a competition. Um, Harry Ramage, favourite weird memory from 2000 to 2009 Rugby League. Halo 2 mascot patting Steve Price on the back during the Dogs 2004 Premiership win as a siren sound has triggered me. <laughs> um, Jesus. Well, so mine's, good ones. mine's very easy. Yep. Nathan Merritt field goal. That's your favourite? That's 2009. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, my f- it's not weird memory, but my still is a Den and Kemp four tries with the locky kick at the end. I, I do love, though, I st- one of my favourite rugby league stories at that time is still that Willie Mason drew a dick on a kid's jersey. <laughs> that is fantastic. Like, like any time he's on, on the internet talking about player behaviour or X, Y, Z, whatever, I like reminding people that he drew a dick on a kid's jersey and wrote Big Willie. <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, very good. We- weird ones, talking about people doing four of things. Um, that random day, Ben Roberts was just the greatest player in the world against the Broncos for one day. He did it like three times. That was cool. If you look up Ben Roberts' highlight tube on YouTube, it's like nine minutes long, and it's like eight minutes of Broncos games. <laughs> Bastard. Uh, Mark Riddell jumping into the stands to clap himself. That oh, was great. That mm. peak period of Mark Riddell celebrations of like three weeks were great. Yeah, when he was good. Um, other ones. Oh, that game in 2002 when Hazem Mazri kicked the field goal uh, conversion from the sideline. They came back from like 17 nil against the Windy against conversion. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, not that one. Mm. The one where they were losing like 17 nil against Newcastle at halftime and they won like 18 17. Or something. He's kicking it into the sun. He's kicked it from the right touchdown. The windy one was against Cronulla, yeah. yeah. I think. Also, Michael Witt's dropout that went backwards. <laughs> Speaking of dropouts, this week, short dropout in the Raiders game, Jack Whiten thinking, if I'm over the 10-meter line and catch the ball, it's gone 10 meters. Yeah. Rugby league players. How did nobody, nobody know those rules? Oh, they, we did mention one thing, though, actually. Sterlo mentioned this on the um, Manly game. And oh, yes. It was actually quite smart from Sterlo. But it's, he was saying, so, you know, a couple of those sets, Parramatta got stuck on their 10 or their 15 meters out. He said, you're better off turning around and kicking it dead than you are kicking the ball dead away. It's, it has I think fl- you are. It has flummoxed me, but that is a genuinely good take. Like, how has nobody thought of that? I mean, the bloke's donating yeah. his brain to science, like, but I, I I mean, it's a great take. It's a huge, it's an amazing take. I mean, the Storm will never get stuck in their 20 ever, but... It's a very it. Storm or Raiders thing to do. But how good's that? Yeah. Another random memory. That time Craig Goward did that. <laughs> in a game well there was uh, but it's like you kick it dead you either get you get the 40 seconds break the dropout is probably the same as the terrible kick was mm. but you have the opportunity and if you want to go short you can get the ball back mm. I think it's a better option mm. well there's that Brett Finch against the Knights when he kicked the, he was the about optional the restart when he kicked, he kicked out the, the, the full and then one. him and Andrew Johns traded pants after the game they did yep. the, trading pants I mean if I'm here for it <laughs> uh, next question we could go on about that for too long we really could have Matting at P25 Given the chance, would you go all the way with CNK? Buy a shirt. I would go all the way. Please buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. All proceeds go to the Ricky Stewart Foundation. Can, yep. can we do Which badges? Which, again, is not for paying coaches' fines. <laughs> <laughs> you might think <laughs> it is, things. but it's not. 
That's a different ABM. It is. Uh, Miss Thomas question for late. What was your drink of choice as a younger man? So are you saying my drink of choice? Or I think this means like when you're at parties from like 18? 16 to 18 or so. Okay. I, I have mine. Go on. I don't think they make them anymore. Mm. Oh, no, they might have. Because I think you and I drank one that day. We Charlie drove us to Newcastle for that game where we got really drunk. Pulse. <laughs> yeah, one. Pulses. Do you remember those? Yes. Remember the pre-mixed vodka energy drinks. They were, they were horrible. They were absolutely they were. horrendous, Dale. But I used to love them. I had an experience with Pulses at a friend's 21st. And it was a friend who had like the really sheltered family. Yeah. And we didn't know... We turned up to the 21st. In fairness, classic, this like, was in the North Shore. So it was probably most it wasn't. Yeah, it was like... We turned up to this 21st. It was at like a random hall. And like, it's just family in there. And it was like one of those really lame parties. Like, a, 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 too much on a movie kind of thing. Like, it was like, oh, man's here. They bought like white label beer. They label on the beer like that. And whatever, clean skin wine. And we were playing party games like it was under six, like a six-year-old birthday party. But anyway, there was like a bottle across the road from this hall. And we walk in and it was a four-pack of pulses for $4. Well, I'm not needing it. So I'm that, is, that is illegal. I, I pushed my heart to the limit that night. <laughs> the beats per minute. Dear God. But my, my drink of tra- choice when I was young at parties, I wasn't a Ted's person, but that was like the beer of our generation. It was. It really was. You wouldn't Pla- take them now. Platinum but, Ted's. But I was a Mountain Goon guy. It was Mountain Dew and Goon. Mountain Dew and Goon. Goon yeah, I've had that. that is delicious. Mountain Goon. Uh, yep. And I used to like not... Um, I would drink Mountain Goon now if given the chance. So That's obviously Woodstocks. Would. The 440 Woodstocks when you could get See, there. I was never a brown liquor guy, so I despised those, but they... I could. A lot of people did drink them. Mm. And then also, you remember there was there's obviously Malibu and there's like Rumba, but there was none below that called Bombora. Yes. Oh my god. Bombora yeah. Coke and oh. Raspberry. Me, and my best mate, used to buy like four bottles of Bombora because it's not very strong and drink. That, that was what Charlie and I used to drink together. Like it was like six bucks. Yeah, it was great. Um, also, if you remember the UDL's poorer cousin, Red Bear. Red Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Dale, you got any shout out? Oh, no, bom- Bombora. Dale would have loved Red Bear. That's all his favourite things. Communism yeah. and the bears too. Uh, Bombora and uh, Bombora and pineapple juice goes all right. Yeah, yes. it does. Coconut yeah. and pineapple. We should have led with double blacks. That's yeah, the double blacks was like, the answer. Double blacks is the answer. It smells like vomit for anyone our age, doesn't it? Yes, it smells. <laughs> Smells like therapy. I couldn't. Oh, uh, I, mean, I probably haven't drunk one since about two thousand and nine. But, but yeah. we we used to have Hour of Power in Canberra, so I used to get dollar drinks at most heads, of course. Um, so you used to go and get vodka and raspberries. You get five at a time because you could only buy five five like, drinks at like a time. Five was a sensible limit they set. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing was that there were tables, so you could just buy five, have your mates mine them, and then buy five more and have your mates but mine how, them. Could you carry five? That's quite impressive. You, no, well, you take mates up with you, but okay. yeah, you, you could only buy five drinks at a time, but yeah. Uh, I have five of these and one very large bucket? <laughs> but you could all, but you could buy, so it was, five, it was dollar drinks, but you could buy four dollar jugs of basics. Oh, anyway, enough was about my... five jugs? Was that limit? <laughs> <laughs> there was only did, three. You didn't tell me how many Sensible. jugs I could buy. Um, also, weirdly, like Guinness, because I used to go to an Irish pub a lot when I was much younger, but Guinness. I, pub, I'm not Guinness. shocked by that, actually. No, I used to have like one Guinness on a night out. One. Yeah. And that's the limit. It I was always to, the place to this end guy, the night. I still remember from when we were 18, first going to the place called The Crown in mm. Reesby. And um, this guy was a mutual friend. Sorry, we met through a mutual friend. Never never known him before this. Haven't ever seen him since I stopped going to the Crown, which was later on as an 18-year-old. He was saved in my phone as Guinness, and we would drink one Guinness together every Thursday. <laughs> That's fair. That's a very 70-year-old man of you. That's it great. was it was always like that, because you'd go to the club, and then usually you'd go, you'd, you'd go you know, Mooseheads, then you'd go to Unibar to shoot pool, and then you would finish at the Irish pub, and it would always be like... You you would think that you were much more sober than everybody else, but in reality, you were probably eighteen standard drinks in after about three hours. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. been there. Uh, he asked another question. 
Dale, who did you miss most? Mitch, your toilet, your bed, or Bungard? I miss the dogs the most. Good answer. Yeah. And good the answer. correct answer. Mm. Uh, Gilbyans or Gillard, is Josh Hodgson the king of the one-on-one strip? Uh, he might at least be the queen. Munster might still be the king. Mm. Frizzell and Cam Murray are sneaky up there as well, both of them. Oh, Cam Murray's pretty good at two, actually. Yeah. Cam mm. Murray's like, looking to score tries off of him. <laughs> uh, Sober Steven. If you haven't already talked about it, where do you see Foran going and why? Okay, so if you missed the news today, it's quite funny. They're reporting he's on a $1.2 million contract. What? But the Bulldogs are willing to pay 500000 of it for him to go elsewhere. So it's still 700000 for Kieran Foran. I mean, he's going to the Titans, right? If he's going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. I just like, no one's taking him for that. No one should. Is, would that be the most that anybody's ever been paid to play New South Wales Cup? Well, that's the thing. He still plays first grade when he's fit. So True. Reynolds, Reynolds is getting similar. Well, Josh play. Reynolds' team should swap and just be like, screw the difference. Wasn't San- wasn't Sandy on eight hundred k playing for yeah, Wenty? Yeah, playing for Wenty. He was yeah. on a fair bit. Uh, next question, oh. uh, Josh JYNFL. Yes, who would you bring in to replace Matt, Gary, and George for MasterChef AU? You're th- looking at them. The three of us. <laughs> oh, well, we, yeah, By the way, vegetarian. It's fine. You just you can still judge. There's a guy named Matt. We can we can work with that. Mm. By the way, can we talk about the fact that George Calambaras? Was let go because of a pay dispute. Yes, like it is the funny. Mate. Like I genuinely cracked that laughing. The irony is story today. It was unbelievable. I can't believe that I because I first saw this because someone I know commented on like the official Facebook for MasterChef, mm. and it's like the top fifty comments that I read were all about how great they were and how sad they were. It's like, do you not understand that this guy is like a scumbag? Do you know how like, much money they're on? No, a million bucks a year, and Each. they wanted a forty percent increase. And so they're going to do nothing instead. Yes. I don't know. I assume that. Oh. They'll go to another network like uh, Colin it's Jack. It's Top Yogi. Gear. It's Top Gear all over again, mate. They'll yeah. go do something else, uh, another network, and then that'll be it. Mm. But uh, well, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I've not kept the MasterChef for years. Like, I've never been a watch, watcher of it, really. No. I don't and understand it, reality shows. And at the very bottom of reality shows, I understand it's cooking reality shows. You just cook dinner. I Why do you want to sit around shows, and watch people cook dinner? I love cooking shows. Yeah, but, yeah, but those like ones. experts. Yeah. Yes. I want to learn to cook things. That's what I like watching. I like watching drama around someone cooking. I When I watch cooking shows, I'm learning things. But yeah, it's like this. Eleven, I was shocked. Eleven years I've been doing it, and people, I was shocked by how attached they are to them. But yeah, I guess um, I don't watch the, the correct show. answer is you would replace all three of them with just Huey. Yes, yes, correct answer. Everything's a hearty stew. You're out. Is Huey alive? <laughs> yeah, he, I think he's eighty-five percent butter. But you answered that very confidently. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, now you're pretty sure. He's like Wee Man. If he's dead, you wouldn't know anyway because there's so many false stories on Google. It's true. Wee Man lives in a van. He does. That's that's a good video on YouTube. How good it is. Oh, uh, this is predictable. Josh Robo 44. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> what could this be about? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Under the NRL's decision, is are everything we, now a shoulder charge? Are we live streaming this podcast or yes. what? Yes, everything is now a shoulder charge, Josh. You're I actually right. shoulder charged in here. There's a clear penalty agenda launching you into the top eight, but they're somehow against you and everything's a shoulder charge. Mm. You should feel very hard done by. And it's the NRL's fault you fought the charge and got more weeks. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Sober Steven. Question for Dale. Hmm. This is obviously not busy. Did you watch any NRL, NRL while over there? Any related stories? Uh, I did not watch any NRL, but you can watch NRL. It is broadcast in France. It's broadcast on BN. Mate, the um, Catalan. Yeah, it's uh, you can. I think they had the Wests. I think they had the Wests Raiders game on, um, on BN Sports one morning. But I did see, uh, I did see a bit of the French top fourteen final, which was sick. Eighty thousand people at the start of France. Toulon in it. Uh, it was Toulouse and Clermont, and close, Toulouse won. Nearly the same one. I but had a Toulouse jersey. It's they, I was going to say, so we have, uh, you know how we have like the the Province Summons Trophy. Yes. Mm. 
before we had that, we had the JJ Gilton and Shield. Mm. So they have this thing called the Buckle of Brennus, which is similar to the JJ Gilton and Shield, but it's not in glass. It's just a it's a it's a circular trophy, so like a plate, like Wimbledon. Okay. But every year, the winning team get to take photos with it, doing like you know weird shit, like you do with premiership trophies. So like in the AFL, you drink champagne or beer out of the the thing here I don't know what we do with the rugby league one but there's photos of like people having like steak and chips on this like 100 year old trophy That's there's dope. a bloke in the spa with it there's a bloke sleeping with it so every year they they, they really do cool. that kind of thing the um, buckle of the yeah buckle. the buckle of Brennus which is yeah. I don't know what it is Some drinking bloke. out of a trophy what is actually the best drinking by the way yeah in the shower, you mix them all up. Oh, imagine if you did though. <laughs> That'd be we'll win his beer. Yeah, would be. <laughs> and Stevens back again. No question, just a comment. Cameron Murray is the best Cameron in the NRL, both on and off. Tough the field. but fair. Mm. Uh, Butch to late. What would Moses and Brooks rate as a Haas pairing if we formed in twenty twenty? I don't know. Like they're both like sixth oh. or seventh, eighth. Yeah, there. I don't know. Like I, I like I think both players are good individually. I don't really like Mitch Moses, but he's had a pretty solid year again. I, I think they cancel each other out. I think that's their their issue. They had problems with each other before. Yeah, they hate each other personally by the looks of things. They live together, but it does feel like they hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> like on the field they certainly didn't get along. Yeah. I mean he I mean Mitch Moses doesn't get along with a lot of people yeah, on true. the field. Uh Butsy again, what's the worst punishment you cop for losing a bet? Well I'm assuming Bunga lost a bet for that haircut. Oh, brr. We have almost the same hair. I know. I just got to just got to use it. Those are there. <laughs> Eddie, anyone got a bad bet losing punishment? Well, no. you only take like sucker. You get suckers. You get like Edwin bets. Like mid, someone scoring a try. Like I bet Canberra score the next try. And Edwin's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. then, yeah. That happened. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I only win cases of beer from people. Okay. I don't lose them. I can't think of any bets I've lost. Not that involved stupid punishment. Well, yeah, I've I've lost bets obviously, but like. Not really ones that evolve really dumb punishments. I can't think of any. I try to avoid those. I actively. did make the bet. Remember, twenty fifteen. I did. If Miranda scored in the grand final, I would get a Miranda tattoo. That was like there wasn't like there was no real bet though. But that yeah. Was here. Yeah, I do remember that. And he didn't get selected, so the odds were good. <laughs> <laughs> but I made that bet like mid-season. Dodge that bullet. Uh, following on, if you had to watch the entirety of Star Wars in a weekend, what snacks, beverages, and solutions would you advise? For the first time, he says. He's my, you know, he spoke about like it was like two months ago. He mentioned someone asked what our cheat day was, and I mentioned going to the movies. Yeah, cheat day. Yeah, I've reinvented my movie cheat day. Continue. Mm-hmm. A box of maxi bonds. A box. There's actually the same amount of like calories and sugar in four maxi bonds as in a block of Cadbury chocolate. I'm interested. Yeah. So it's like, well, I just go buy a box of. Ca- I did this two Saturdays ago. Cheat day. But can you put the maxi bonds in the popcorn? I haven't. Well, here we go. <laughs> I need, I need a you've, played, you've really played yourself here. But it's like, yeah, I took the took four maxi bonds in. I finished two. I'm like, is that enough maxi bonds? Like, I've got another one. And then I ate with the last one. I'm like half an hour left in the movie, half melted kind of thing. But it was delicious. That's brilliant. I'm doing that next time I go to the movies. Good call. Yeah, like because usually I eat. If I I told you my cheats in movies, I eat like a chocolate or something. Yeah. Mm. And then I went and looked at the maxi bonds, and I'm like. This is almost too shameful. So I turned the calories around. Like, oh my god, there's literally because it's like obviously there's liquid and stuff in them. The same amount of like less sugar than a block of chocolate. All right, in, doing in, that next time in four maxi bonds. Good job by mm. you. But uh, he said, what would you advise? Well, obviously four maxi bonds cool. <laughs> in a whole weekend. Twelve maxi bonds in the weekend. Beverages. Well, like, you're not getting drunk watching Star Wars. No. You want to concentrate, especially if you haven't seen them before. Mm. I'm a sarsaparilla guy. Drink some sarsaparilla. Yeah, sarsaparilla is the, the couple el- Red Bulls. The elite. Yeah. Uh, you know, get a giant fro- get a giant frozen drink from Seven Eleven as well. Yeah, or <laughs> if it's get- frozen in winter, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, or get the uh, get the frozen machine. You're going to be watching like twelve hours of film 
a and day. Yeah, make some uh, good homemade popcorn. Mm. You know, you buy those pre-made bags of popcorn. You can make like yeah, yeah just the, go and buy pop popcorn. Like there, there hard. is like the you know the recipe of like you put the kernels in the pot and whatever, whatever. You know, you just, if you get like a paper bag, put the kernels in there, yeah. fold the paper bag. It works the same as if you buy a bag of popcorn. You are you are blowing people's minds right so now. So like I do that often, and I make salt and vinegar popcorn at home with like actual vinegar and salt, delicious. Oof. But they do have these new things again, those pre-made popcorns. They do have like a sh- flavor shakers, which is actually pretty good. I mm. had one the other week as well. Movie cheat day. Uh. G. Bannerman says, best song for rugby league video montage. <laughs> Come on. Simply the best. Tina Turner. Well, it's obviously <laughs> uh, Fort Minor. Yeah. 10% <laughs> luck, 20% skill. Every video highlights ever. Disagree. The Turn- correct answer... Here comes the boom. The no. correct answer is Not the Same by Body Jar, which is what Boots and All used to have their hit compilations oh, okay. that's set a good to. One. But yeah, it's also if you get here comes if you get the Fort Minor song, you want to turn up really loud that it's crackling in your speakers as well. You want you want it all the way up like the that. bass boosted version. Bass boosted, yeah. West Life Pod. What should we be more disappointed? What should sorry? Who should be more disappointed with their season at this point? Dragons or Tigers fans? Oh, Dragons. Dragons the fans. Length of the straight. Yeah, I disagree. Why is that? Because I didn't think the Dragons were going to make the finals at the start of the year anyway, um, and the Tigers were in and around the finals for the first half of the year, and they've just really fallen off in the last month or so. The yeah, Dragons played finals last yeah. year and have yeah, mainly the same, the, most of the same per- team. I, well, I'm answering me personally. Mm. I didn't have high hopes for them this year and I did have yeah. relatively reasonable hopes for the Tigers. So I'm going to say West. Fair. I think the I think West are in a worse spot long term with all the contracts after the cup. I think I'm with Dragons fans should be more upset because we'd have scorned this year too. Yep. Uh, Simo is here. Say a kid wants their hero to sign a ball for them. Should you just not be a stuck-up bitch and smile and look at the kid for three seconds while signing it? <laughs> yeah, I know what he's referring to. What's so do this? I. It's uh, Rapino signed a kid's ball at the ESPYs and then looked away when she got told she was on camera. Oh, really? It yeah. It really wasn't a big deal, but people hate her now, so they, they do. Just, and for all we know, before that clip came in, she was talking to the kid. We have no idea. Yeah. Well, she's a woman talking publicly, so that's that's always that always counts against you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people that hate her, they easily... Um, Simo also asks, how great is it to have a real host back? Oof. It is great. Well, cool. We didn't really have a host for weeks. Like I didn't listen to a podcast well, the whole time that I was away. I think he was sledging me. But, um, was he? Yeah, I think so. But that's all right. Okay, cop that. Mm. He sure showed me. Jake White, 16. <laughs> a shimming Bellamy sticks with Croft at Harvard rest of the season. Who would you rather have at fullback, Hughes or Pappenhausen? Hughes, Hughes. for me. Pappenhausen, get him more involved. Pappenhausen's awesome, but I'm not just dropping Jerome Hughes. No. He's great as well. The best uh, of both worlds. Liam Power. Is Boyd Corner the only captain of the comp who's also the worst player on his side starting 13? Um, you, the Darius Boyd plays rugby league. <laughs> that's, an in, that's an that's an offensive question. That is that is offensive. I'm, I'm choking on rage here. Cordner is good too, by the way. He's why do people not like Boyd Cordner? I don't know. It's I don't like. It's like me and Ando who like him, and you. He's all right. No, he's it. fine. But their left edge is always much better with him there. People just want more. I feel like just whatever. Cameron Kusher, who stole more wages? <laughs> George Calabaris. <laughs> All the Cronulla signings from other teams <laughs> over recent years. Very good. Gee, so it's Callum Barris versus Moylan, Dugan and Woods. They didn't steal $7 million. Actually, they, 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 wouldn't, might. they wouldn't be far off. <laughs> if you add up their whole contracts. It, it depends pretty, on... Yeah. If Sean Johnson turns out to be a bust, yeah. it could be the Sharks. How much, is, how much is Woods on a year? Five, five, seven, too much. Too oh, much. They should all be in prison, though, and Callum Barris. Yeah, especially George Callum <laughs> Barris. jailed. Uh, I'm Mort Seven. What's more likely to happen in the next three years? Ben Simmons hit a three or a dragon sacking Mary? Dragon sacking Mary. Ben Simmons hitting a three game one next season, baby. It's, it's going to happen. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. 
Simo393 Is Bundy literally the worst rum on the planet? I mean, it's horrible But they did a nice spiced one a while ago Yeah, I, I know they have some nice Like, here we go Somebody responds Nice small batch yeah. spiced rum But standard Bundy Disgusting Yeah, it's um, vomit juice Spiced rum is fine Regular rum is terrible Well, Rum makes people want to fight each other Let's not do that. Yeah, it's like growing up. You know how, like, you know, you, whatever your dad drank, you t- you tasted a bit of it and you got used to whatever. Like, mm. my dad was a rum drinker when I grew up, Bundy straight, so oh. I could cop it. And then it was like one of the things I thought that's what alcohol tasted like. That I tasted tasty alcohol. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Why do you choose to drink this? Yeah, it's like what? The, yeah, no, Bundy is terrible. Yeah. Uh, next question. I'm almost done. Damon Lee, our guest, one of our guest hosts. If you didn't cover it in the podcast, what is to be done with this Luke Keery? Too New South Wales or Queensland town? Too much Rome for New South Wales town? The child is an outcast. <laughs> <laughs> he should play for Queensland. He should play for the Titans and Tweed Heads. It's fair. There. Tough but fair. Him and Ryan James can hang out and decide where they want to be. Ben is, Wallace. Is he eligible to play for a European team? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Surely. Why not? Play him in the nines. Ben Wallace. I was at my great uncle funerals yesterday. Uncle Eddie played six games for Norse in the fifties and sixties. Today I learned he today I learned and he played for City City versus country with Rex Moss. Man, the English of this is terrible. I make it worse, but man. I had a weird pride swell. What is your biggest surprise pride swell? Man, I've got a pride swell to show you later. You won't <laughs> Woof. Uh giving the speech at my sister's twenty first. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh when I found out my pop's pop played for Seattle in nineteen oh nine. Oh, there you go. Was there that go. the... W- w- so he would have been a Premier? Yeah. 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 Um, 1909, they won the Premiership? I against? actually don't know. I think they did. That was the the Balmain game. You're right. Mum hmm? was discovering out of human emotion. It was about last year. I discovered uh, actually like other people. Uh, no, that's subjective. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Pride swell. I did lie to people when I was younger that John Doyle, the rugby league player, was my uncle John Doyle. I had an <laughs> uncle John Doyle, but... <laughs> not the same man. <laughs> Didn't deny it. Didn't uh, well, prove it. Look, he... He wasn't there to say. Uh, Lachlan Hancock. I'm not. We're not going to do this. But he says, in honor of big man season, Luciano's performance at six. Make your wildest big man backline possible. We're not going to. I don't want to do it. But too too late, Lewis. The important thing is that Dave Taylor's in the team somewhere. Yes. Yes. Good to see him. Like lost all that weight. Already back to eating full chickens in one serving. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out to us. By the way, Harry. That was that was worth a look. Warwick Ahern, with the success of Magic Round this year, what are your thoughts on International Nines com- coming to Bank West? Should be fun. Should I don't be really fun. care about the results. Just going to have a good time. Yeah. yeah. It, perfect. I'd love if they did the same kind of thing they did back in the 90s where they, they have the club teams versus the international teams. Yeah. That'd be good. Bring that back. Yeah. Uh, Danny Boy, 1995. Is the Church of Pangai the one true religion of humanity? He's more of a disciple of the Church of Wayne, I feel like. Mm. That's a true religion. Mm. Not even the most prolific branch of the Church of Wayne currently. Mm-hmm. That would be the uh, Ethan Lowe Society. That would be. <laughs> that's a loyal following. Yeah, yeah. Warwick Ahern, what would it take for Seabold to put Parisi in the run on side, Mitch? Well, I don't know, mate. I don't know. It's he's out of the twenty-one this week. I must. He must be a long-term project in their eyes. Four more questions because there's the hidden Mario questions. I love that he's still censored by the internet. It's great. Uh, Twitter has shadow banned him. Warwick. Uh, it's a good question. If you were to assemble your ideal footy player to build a team around, what would your four qualities are you using? Coming from any athlete, any code. Mm. The the lungs of Michael Phelps. I would simply put Cairn Smith in Payne Haas's body. Yeah, that'd probably do it. Yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> well, that was easy. I'm getting Usain Bolt's speed. Yep. Michael Phelps' lungs. Uh, Cameron Smith's footy brain. 
Mm. Yeah. And let's say Nickel Clock Stats Heart. No, no. Oh, oh that's not bad. <laughs> I was just trying to th- and and LeBron James's frame. Yeah, yeah, fair. Hunter Austin. Out of the current crop NRL players who have never won the comp, who deserves one of the most? All of the Broncos players. Jared Croker. It's a hard question. Who deserves one the most? Jared Croker. I don't know who's worked the hardest. Jared Croker is the correct answer. Next is question. Next question. <laughs> Last two questions. The hidden Mario C's questions. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation, or Wii? Um, I have a. I have a. You mean Switch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we asked Xbox, Wii. PlayStation, or Wii. So. Well, uh, I have a PS4 and a Switch, but I also had a PS4 and a Wii. Um, yeah. We don't live in a world where you have to really choose, although I don't understand why anyone would ever have a PS4 and an Xbox, but I feel like whatever Nintendo console is in vogue at the time is complementary to either of those. I'd agree with that take. Good yeah, take. Pay- PlayStation for me, but like it's just like I'm not militant. Even though I've had a PlayStation my whole life, it's, it's like, so funny that, came that was, was that not the hottest argument when you were like nine? Yeah. It was like the PS the PS one kids versus the N sixty four kids. Yeah, it was huge. Mm. Um okay, and his last oh no, not last question. Next question is fave console game. Ever? Um, either either of the two Legend of Zelda's for Nintendo 64 Majora's Mask probably just shades it or Fallout New Vegas mm. Mm. Dale you got an answer? Ocarina of Time for me good man uh, for me Last of Us is one of them oh good but, shout but GTA Vice City is probably it because it was the perfect time in my life that I had school holidays and I was old enough like to just like spend and playing PlayStation the entire isn't time isn't it weird how fondly you remember games like that like for me the game like that is um, Need for Speed Underground I was oh, like man. 13 and that game came out in like, and I had it in like school holidays. Was that just... the last time you drove? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, Good uh, back. It was. Um, that game, like, I played <laughs> the shit out of that game when I was like 13. Um, Bad man. <laughs> but yeah, it's You're right, right though. though. Like, it's the same kind of thing. With, I, I remember like Legend of Zelda was the, one of the first games that I, that I owned and still one of the best games Arguably, of all holds, time. well, they remastered it for the DS a couple of years ago. It holds yeah. up. It's really hard now as an adult to sink like eighteen hours in a day into a game and not feel guilty about it. You know, as a <laughs> That's kid, what weekends are for. Yeah. Uh, and his last question: Please tell us about the most daredevil, such dangerous thing you've ever done. I'm not putting that on public record. No, I neither am I. Yeah, no, no, we're out of here. Okay, <laughs> good. Alrighty, thanks, guys. Great to be back. Good to have yeah, you. Hopefully, back. we'll see you next week. Bye, bye.